Welcome back to Season 7 of Career Compass, a podcast from SHRM and the SHRM Foundation. Career Compass prepares the future leaders today for better workplaces tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. My name is Demetrius Norman. And my name is Allie Sharp. Uh, Together, we're going to be talking about the college to career transition of an HR associate. We are ready to jump into today's conversation, and Career Compass would like to warmly welcome Duncan Owen, a professional technical recruiter at Summit Human Capital on their government services team. He helps connect candidates, career passions, to client missions within the federal and SLED government contracting community. Thank you for the invitation. It's my pleasure to join y'all. And with that, let's get started. So my fellow Christopher Newport University captain, can you give the audience a brief breakdown on your college experience, involvements, and studies? Absolutely. So I kept my college years pretty tightly packed with activities because I wanted to learn as much outside the classroom as I did inside the classroom. So I did study communication studies and I focused more on the interpersonal side, which translated directly into my involvement. So I kept myself pretty busy across a variety of disciplines. So I was in the campus activities board on their student programming board to kind of gain the foundation with event planning. And then I was heavily involved in the social Greek community. So I was in a social fraternity and was on the executive board. And then I was in the inner fraternity council on the executive board with Allie as well. She was in Panhellenic. Um, so that's how I got to know her. Um, and then outside of the Greek community, I was in Lambda Paeta, which was a communication honor society. I was a freshman orientation leader, and then I helped participate in undergraduate research as well. This guy, he literally did it all. <laughs> like, and that was in four years. <laughs> in four wow. years, yes. That is impressive. That is impressive. Now, look, I heard you, you mentioned that you study communications. So, so how, how did you know that although you study communications, you wanted to go into the area of HR? Absolutely. So I knew that I always wanted to work with people. Um, Going into college, I knew that I wanted to do something involving communications and helping people. Um, So I kind of had the idea that I could turn this into a career option because I was a tour guide as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So I knew how to recruit people and how to talk to people in a variety of situations. Um, Combined with my interpersonal focus in my classes, I knew how to study and react to situations, not necessarily on like a psychology based standpoint, but like how to just use my ability to chat and like vary it in different situations. No, that's good. And, and even with that, it's interesting because communications, you learn how to share varying messages to varying different groups. So even with, with that, can you talk even about how the messaging aspect of communication helped you to transition or prepare for HR? What did that look like? Um, how were you um, using that to basically inform, you know, what it is that you do now? Sure. So a lot of what we studied in our interpersonal classes is focusing on communication that went wrong. So I took a business ethics class as well. um, And it kind of was like an elective. And it was able to see on business cases where the phrasing and messaging didn't go as to plan or could it be interpreted differently. So Another one of the classes I took is rhetoric. So it focuses on how a messaging is conveyed across a variety of situations. Mm. So really being able to understand how you can say something and it not be coming across that way. Um, but a lot of what I did was practiced with real life situations and just real life practice. Wow, that's good. 
I heard those classes were really hard too. So. <laughs> they, they were challenging. <laughs> I will say, yeah. um, as much as I love the media studies aspect, I did take a couple media studies classes. I did want to try something that I probably wouldn't already know just through being on my phone and all the time. I did kind of be always aware of like the media and it would have been cool to take like a critical cultural approach, but I figured might as well challenge myself a little bit uh, and take these interpersonal classes because it will pay off. Definitely. That, I mean, that's something we focus on um, at our conferences. Well, yeah. We started to this year is focusing on having those difficult conversations because a lot of times when students have the business background or they study HR specifically, they're not getting like the communication tips that you would right. get in a communications kind of background. Um, at least I didn't because I went, I studied business at CNU, so... I didn't have to take those classes. I was like, hee hee, I'll just make my graphic design and <laughs> write this paper. <laughs> um, but since I know that you were also involved um, over the summer, how was your um, HR internship and how do you recommend that students kind of get their foot in the door with HR? Absolutely. So, um, Prior to starting like an official internship um, in HR, I think this is really beneficial for people wanting to get their foot in the door is customer service based roles. So I was a lifeguard mm -hmm. and lifeguard manager. So that taught me not only how to react in like a professional setting outside of like what is considered like a traditional corporate world, um, just how to handle like a crisis management, how to like communicate um, to parents and people of all ages, um, but also that really strong customer service background. And I did that for about six years. So I was promoted up from like entry level, if you want to say, to managing and like training a staff. So that definitely helped in interviewing for um, HR associate internships. Um, and then the internship I initially had because of COVID, uh, it was pushed back and initially canceled. So I decided to really try something different. And I worked at Chick-fil-A and Old Navy as well. Um, so that gave you the real strong customer service background at Chick-fil-A. It really taught me a lot about how to deal with a stressful situation and still maintain mm -hmm. that like platinum level service. Um, so then the following summer, I worked at Canon Virginia Incorporated in Newport News. And I did like a rotation internship. So my main focus was in corporate communications. So helping with like member engagement and internal communications and helping communicate that to the members. Um, but then also I shadowed different departments. So I studied um, benefits and talent acquisition. And that kind of was where I was more leaning towards is um, just kind of getting a passion because I was doing uh, campus tours as a tour guide as well. So I knew that I liked kind of getting people to kind of follow what I was doing as well. Um, so after that summer, they decided to keep me on as a recruiting intern. So I got to gain my first experience to um, what goes into the talent acquisition life cycle. And that's ultimately the, the path that I ended up choosing. That's so cool. And like, I totally forgot that like COVID was even a thing just because of how many things you listed that you were involved in. Like, it doesn't <laughs> seem like you would have had time to take like a it, year off It didn't off slow of down at all. <laughs> yeah. No, was, was moving. No, that's good. Thank you. No, I, I did want to kind of like add as much experience as possible because if I was looking at it, like but if I would, nothing was guaranteed with a corporate internship. So if I was always trying to like build my resume, that if you could always spin an experience and a life lesson so it wouldn't hold you back. Yeah, this is definitely where that communication comes in handy when you have to spin things like you just did. You were like, I was a lifeguard, but like I wouldn't have even thought by the end of how you were explaining that, that you were talking about being a lifeguard. 
Thank you. So important. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that was probably one of the coolest summer jobs I've ever had because I got to when I wasn't having to save someone, you know, work a tan. Um, Yeah. The overtime pay that was very nice. Yeah. (laughs) And and you you've successfully moved from college to now a career. You've talked a little bit about your career journey. Can you talk a little bit about what skills are beneficial um, for this career path? And what skills did you develop uh, along your career journey? Absolutely. So um, one of the beautiful things about the role that I'm in right now as a a technical recruiter is that I do a lot of the HR functions each day um, because when we're working with different clients and candidates, it's kind of condensing everything. So probably the biggest thing that I see as a necessary skill point for working in HR is a sense of empathy and wanting to work with and help people. A lot of people uh, are driven and like kind of cling to the field just because we like to help people want to ultimately resolve problems. Um, So a sense of kind of problem solving and creativity and really just being an empathetic leader. Um, But one thing that is really important is communication, not just not both just like interpersonally, but being able to like vary your approaches and not be very rigid. Um, One thing that I've kind of learned to develop in my career is like you can't always approach every situation um, like the same, like you can't be very rigid. You have to learn to be very flexible. Um, Mm. That's something that I've had to learn throughout the last year, I will say, of post-grad is being able to be flexible and vary each approach and not just go through one approach one way. I like that. I like that. And as you were talking, even in being in in recruiting, I, the thought that came to mind is is you now get exposed to the talent pool, right? So can can you share a little bit about what you're noticing in today's market with with uh, the talent that's out there? Like, what are you seeing in terms of what folks are expecting or looking for when joining an organization? I think a lot of people are looking for consistent messaging um, during like the rise of you know, the great resignation and different changes after people have been inherently like working from home for a couple of years, um, they were looking for something different. And I think a lot of organizations were promising certain aspects. And then once the market and the economy kind of changed, um, they unfortunately had to lay off in mass. And I think that's why a lot of people are looking for the same messaging and strong presence from brands, companies that they've been um that backbone, honestly. Um, so I think a lot of people, yeah. when they're looking at a fit, they're not immediately just looking at salary or perks. They're looking at long-term stability and trust. Um, so I think a lot of people are mainly wondering why this position is opening and the value they'd add to the team rather than just immediately what's in it for them. Um, and then I think a lot of people are just taking their time to really reevaluate their choices if they are making a move right now. Um, but a lot of people are motivated, I, I will say, to find opportunities once they are looking for a new opportunity. Um, so a lot of people are relying more on their network um, and instead of just like finding a role on their own, they're leaning into like referrals and who they know. Yeah, Definitely. And- and Ali, that that theme of of stability and trust keeps coming up, right? I know it's my generation, <laughs> man. That's, that's what's most important because we did like, I mean, granted, we weren't like really old enough to understand what was happening during twenty or two thousand eight. So I don't know why I was going to say twenty oh eight, but we weren't really like aware of what was going on Mm -hmm. um we knew that the economy was in shambles and groceries were super expensive and i i think i i genuinely i can't say that with full confidence um but like the threat of that happening to us is 
terrifying. I mean, it's yeah. it's terrifying to happen to anyone, but just because we haven't experienced that yet. And like, we've heard about how awful it was. Um, and meanwhile, we're just getting our feet set in our careers. It's terrifying. Yeah, and and I can only imagine, but I would say it sounds like you you had a, an amazing path and you continue to develop. So, I uh, yeah, there's it's all good stuff and it and even the experiences from the way that I agree with Ali, the way that you took your experience and just framed it um with you know, lifeguard, I would say that's pretty similar to HR when it's smooth and quiet, yep. it's smooth and quiet, but when there's an emergency, there is an emergency. Um, so how great is it that you've had the varying experiences to help prepare you for where you are right now and where you're going? All good stuff. I don't want to say you have to learn how to think on your feet, but like you might literally have to like jump into action, um, and necessary yeah. in the field. We are having such a great conversation, but I want to pause for just a second. Um, those of you listening to this podcast who are seeking professional development credit, this program is valid for 0.5 PDCs for the Sherm CP or Sherm SCP. The code to redeem your PDC is 24-ES2JJ. Please note that this code will expire on October 3rd, 2024. Again, that code is 24-ES2JJ. Back to the combo. Thanks, Allie. Now, listen, we're having a good time here with Duncan. And Duncan, I want to ask you, so being a recent grad, you, you were once a student and now you're working in your career. Do you have any advice for students who might not be studying HR specifically, but want to get into the field? Absolutely. So I recommend looking for entry-level internships. Uh, I know my senior year, um, I was able to get class credit for a remote internship. So being able to find those opportunities where not only you could earn class credit, um, but as I was saying earlier about how job seekers are looking into their network, I'd say, ask your professors. Your professors are often some of the best um, resources for students, um, but also look on campus for campus involvement. So uh, by the time you're in your senior year, I would have hoped you have kind of joined other organizations on campus and held leadership roles, but um, leaning into those as well, since alumni oftentimes have connections into fields, um, but being able to use those leadership roles and everything that you've learned, being able to kind of spin that into experience uh, definitely helps throughout an interview. I also think one of the most important skills with looking to get into HR is being able to learn the skill of like, tell me about yourself. So when I was mm -hmm. applying to CNU, my dad taught me the most important piece of like interviewing. It's gonna be one of the questions is, uh, tell me more about yourself or um, what should I know about yourself? So being able to sell yourself inherently in just under 30 seconds is an important life skill when you're narrating all of your past experiences and involvements on campus looking for that role. Kind of have a follow up on that since you were exposed to so many people and you reference alumni. Did you have a mentor at any point, maybe multiple mentors who kind of like could give you advice or were just there for you to bounce ideas off of? Yes. Uh, so I will say that in my fraternity, there was a alumni network. There's an alumni page with about like 60,000 members on it on LinkedIn, for example. But in the chapter specifically, we were kind of sent a Google form. And this is a program that they were piloting at the time where alumni would then reach out with, this is where my current role is at. Um, and then they would rank your interests uh, as an undergraduate, be, 
would be like, would you be interested in like HR or consulting or something in finance accounting? So then they would kind of steer you towards alumni of that respected um, area. So I did reach out to a couple of alumni that were working in the human resources space and they critiqued my resume um, and gave me tips. And then uh, I was given great advice on how to format a resume with like making it shorter and doing Mm. more with less, for example, because Mm -hmm. it's easy sometimes when you're narrating your experiences to kind of over communicate what you've done. So being that's an important skill that I was taught is how to do more with less. That's really important. Um, and I would say that my fraternity, Alpha Kappa Psi, that's the business fraternity, so it was co-ed, um, they kind of did a similar thing where we would do the Google form for an alumni brother and we were each matched up and it was actually part of our rush experience. So one of the qualifications to become a brother was to basically have one of those conversations where you're just like, what do you do? What's going on? How did you get there? Um, like how did Alpha Kappa Psi help you? How did like being at CNU help you? And basically they were like forcing us to have a mentor and like growing those relationships, but it helped so much because we were able to learn more about that outside of campus experience, like what was going to happen when we graduated. No, and it sounds like the, the, what's important in what you both are saying is making sure that you have a community around you. Um, that can help support and fine tune and help you cultivate that skill set. And then most importantly, that networking, um, you know, the value of networking and making sure that you leverage that to, to, to push you into whether it's your next job or either the next opportunity. Um, all good stuff, all good stuff. I have another question. So at, during the SHRM conference this year in our booth, we actually um, had this exercise where we were encouraging uh, HR professionals to write a letter to themselves. And we w- we are actually mailing those letters to individuals who participated. Um, and it's, it's, it's to your future self. Um, and, and what I want you to do is envision yourself five years from now. So if you right now had to write a letter to uh, the Duncan who was five years, five years older, what would you tell, remind, or just tell Duncan to do, go for, or just to stop? Or, you know, what encouragement would you give to, to Duncan, who's who's now five years older? That's a good question. Um, I definitely would say continue to take advantage of every opportunity. As I would continue to advance in my career, there are definitely more opportunities that would come my way. If anything, there would be larger and fewer in between as they would scale up. So I'd say continuously just to say yes. Um, one thing that I've challenged myself for this year, both like for my career and outside of work is to take advantage of opportunities as they come because you never know what they could lead to. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely would love for myself to keep continuing on that. I like that. Take advantage of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Anything that you want to tell yourself to stop doing, perhaps like in my mind, it would be like stop overthinking or stop rushing. Because I feel like another thing that's really common with people our age or like new to um, a job is that like we expect everything to come so quickly. Mm. And a lot of times like being patient, being patient has never been my strong suit, but especially now where I'm like, well, I, I'm just waiting, but I'm like, there's like, you don't always have to be in line for a promotion. You can have time in your job. <laughs> like right. that's one thing I really struggle with. I don't know if you feel the same way. 
I definitely do feel the same way of like the process I'm waiting. I'm very like motivated and can get impatient when things aren't like, you know, according to my timeline, I would love for things to happen. And so Mm. I would love for myself to stay more in the moment and to be present with the experience that I'm having now. Um, I definitely think that's one thing I've really challenged myself for this year instead of to just be thinking forward about everything to live more into what's happening now and to just strengthen the relationships uh, that I have right now. Um, it has been a bit of an interesting challenge just to balance the different relationships, both in your uh, corporate life, but then also like friendship wise from people in the past. So maintaining those relationships is one thing that I would love to keep working on. I, I love that. It's a whole life lesson, staying in the moment and pacing yourself. It, it's, it, I love it. I love it. Right. That's a great way to put it too. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> be in the moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good stuff. All good stuff. But thank you, Duncan, so much for joining us on Career Compass. It's so great to catch up with you. Of course. Great to catch up with y'all. And thank you so much for having me. No, you are so welcome. Um, And with that, we're going to bring this episode of Career Compass to a close. We just want to say thank you all for joining us. And uh, we hope you stay with us throughout this season as we continue to discuss more topics like this episode. For more exclusive content, resources, and tools to help you succeed in your career, consider joining SHRM as a student member. You can visit us at SHRM.org slash students to learn more. And lastly, are you looking for more work and career-related podcasts? Check out All Things Work and Honest HR at sherm.org forward slash podcast. And with that said, thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Career Compass.